0: All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations, of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital is the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs.
1: So each week we take a listener question about a topic the listener was interested in. They visited our website, techgumbo.net and they went to the question of the week tab and submitted the question because they want to get one of those tech gumbo mugs. Question this week, is Amazon changing their return policy? So the answer is yes.
0: They are adding a B for the shippers if a product is returned.
1: That's right. So if you're if you're one of these folks who has an Amazon store and and you're you're shipping products all over the, the place and, and you're getting returns, too many returns, Amazon's not making money on that. And so they're going to have you, the shipper, start paying for some of those fees. So if you don't buy something that's Amazon Prime that has the built-in free shipping, sometimes there is shipping charges if you're just buying from Amazon. But who doesn't have an Amazon Prime account nowadays? The idea is trying to get people to understand shipping does have costs, so make sure you're doing it the right way especially whenever
0: the label that you put on the object that you're shipping doesn't match the size or the weight of it. That incur extra penalties from the postal service whenever something is shipped that it says, you know, is expecting one thing and it's another thing. That's whenever they really start to increase the prices. So if you're someone who is a shipper of Amazon products, make sure that you are, Communicating with your customers so that they understand what they're getting and they're less likely to want to return something. And then also in that process, make
1: sure that the label matches the packaging. And to take it another step, Amazon is in the process of rolling out a brand new feature that will be a warning label so that if you're about to buy something, but it it is returned way too many times, there's gonna be a little label that says, hey, caution, this product gets returned a lot. Yeah, their frequently returned warning label is an interesting little
0: feature, and I think this helps both Amazon and the customer. If you're a customer, you wanna like what you buy, and so having something that says, hey, you should really go check through the product reviews, see what other people are saying about it, make sure that this is actually the thing that you think you're going to be getting. You know, on my end, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, if I buy something, I want to like it. I don't want to have to go through all the extra effort of opening it and saying, oh, this isn't what I want. So I have to go back to the post office and I have to put it in a package and then do that whole process. If you just buy it right the first time, that's a whole lot
1: nicer. That's right. When you just have so many things, because Amazon is such a a prolific shipper to the client, but then also back to the sellers is they're trying to cut down on on that sending back to the seller portion of it. And so if you're a seller and you've got a lot of crap that people are buying and it's coming back, well, it's not really good for you, the seller, It's really not good for Amazon. So I like this idea. Yeah, this is definitely,
0: it's good for the customer, but it's also very much about Amazon having to eat less of that dead end that they want to make sure that, okay, you know, they like your free shipping will cover the one-way cost and they are very happy to do that. But if they can cut down on that return, wherever there's not profit being made by Amazon, that's what this is really all about here.
1: And this is not going to prevent people from buying less than, ideal products. It's just going to say, hey, before you click, no you know, caveat emptor, if you will. So now there's going to be this scenario that gives you some perspective as to whether or not you really want to click on buy now. So we thank the listener for that question. That was a great question. And we will be sending out that Tech Gumbo mug. If you're interested in that Tech Gumbo mug, please go to techgumbo.net. It's a Big, beautiful 20-ounce mug with our logo on two sides, and we're very, very proud of our mug. So the big story today, getting back to artificial intelligence, we wanted to start off with who's actually getting rich off of artificial intelligence?
0: Yep, we really just can't stay away from this topic for very long because of how prolific it is, how just world-changing it is, how fast it's moving. And so now that we're starting to get into a bit more of the analysis phase as opposed to just simply the reacting phase, this was an interesting question that we came across and wanted to explore a little bit further. There's been a lot of money invested into these companies. How do they think they're gonna make their money back?
1: Companies like Snapchat and Notion and several other apps are starting to take advantage of Open AI and their ChatGPT. So they're licensing a lot of these these products for their their usage and they're making money off of it because it is providing a whole lot of information back to them. So for example, the way that Snapchat
0: is using this is that they built a bot on top of ChatGPT and that they are inserting it as uh, another user inside of the Snapchat Plus. And so their goal is that, they're going to get more people to buy the $4 a month Snapchat Plus because then you can sit there and talk to the this bot like it was a person. It's only the texting back and forth right now. I don't think you can actually send pictures to the bot yet, but I would not be surprised if, if in the future
1: you could send a snap of
0: yourself to it and it would respond.
1: The idea that you can take the OpenAI, the ChatGPT, and insert it into different apps, and have these apps provide so much more service to your users. Now, the end user is not paying more money most times, but if they're using that app that much more, then that app can charge that much more for advertising, and that's how they're making their money, off of a chat gpt.
0: There are some apps which are offering this as a super premium version. For example, Duolingo is building in a GPT based bot wherever now it's chatting with you and you know in this language that you're trying to learn and it's having a conversation with you. And so it says okay, you know, you set up a scenario and you're going to sit there and practice like having an actual conversation. I know Khan Academy is also rolling out a GPT-based feature. There's a lot of products out there who rely on this exchange of information, exchange of words, exchange of knowledge. And to this point in time, it's it's had to be in such a manual task to build all these things for the user to interact with it. But this GPT is really going to just ignite all of that, unlock tremendous potential which exists in these apps and, you know, as you said, sometimes there'll be increased user base and so you sell more ads. Sometimes it is going to be a premium feature to get the AI enhanced version, but
1: either way, you know, you're, you're going to start to see this pop up in, in places very soon. Including Microsoft, which we've mentioned in the past, the Microsoft Security Copilot is is launching as is Microsoft 365 products, the Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, where they're injecting that ChatGPT feature into those products and it's going to make the these services work that much better for you. Microsoft
0: unveiled their demo of their Office Copilot the other day and it looks incredibly powerful. If it even does half of what they say it can do, man, that is going to dramatically change how knowledge work, white collar work, laptop jobs, whatever label you want to put on it, it's going to dramatically change how anybody who falls into that category works. And, you know, they're going to have different flavors of it. You know, you have the office one, you have this uh, security co-pilot. And I think this is what's going to make sense as a mode for a little while, that Microsoft is going to have GPT, which is trained specifically to work with security, cybersecurity researchers. You're going to have one which is trained specifically to work with lawyers, one which is specifically trained to work with doctors. And you're going to have five, 10, 15 different flavors of it. And each one is trained to a specific field so that it can learn the nuances and it's better able to help the people working in that field. And I think that's going to be what happens for a time, but then the generation after that, they're always gonna be rolled into one and that's where this is all going anyway.
1: Microsoft definitely is going to charge some monthly recurring for the, the cybersecurity feature because they need to, because this is going to hopefully help eliminate a whole lot of the cybersecurity risks that are out there. That is the goal. Much like with your Microsoft 365 account, you're paying a monthly recurring fee for that. And so you're already paying for that the, the 365 account and they they're put the OpenAI app, ChatGPT into those products. Well, the Microsoft Security Copilot is a brand new product that's being launched and anytime there's a new product, Microsoft's gonna charge you, but it's gonna work very, very well because this is Microsoft. And when they put their full efforts behind something like this, it's gonna be good
0: oh, they've already talked about some of the things that it can do. And this is going to tremendously augment any security team, which you already have. One of the things which they talked about it doing was it could reverse engineer a piece of malicious code. And so if you are a security analyst who is sitting there trying to make your company more secure, and someone says, hey, here's the here's something which got in, and you want to go back and figure out how did it get in, how do you do understand that thing, you can just ask the security copilot, hey, can you show me how that thing worked? And here it is, it'll be able to rebuild it and show you, look, this is what it was looking for. This is how it got in. And then you can go fix that hole and maybe other holes nearby that are going to use similar techniques. This is just so
1: incredibly
0: powerful.
1: When you look at some of the things like The Copilot would do. You can have Copilot run across your network and have it look for vulnerabilities and then tell it, okay, give me a PowerPoint presentation on those vulnerabilities. And it will give you pictures of your network and which computer does not have antivirus or does not have EDR running. And you're sitting there looking in real time as to what's going on across your network because the security copilot is working for you this is an exciting thing when it comes to cybersecurity
0: oh absolutely and as we mentioned earlier this is the security flavor of it the ability for the copilot to sit there and ingest anything and then give you summaries of it in the the general demonstration they showed that hey if you're on a teams call you can record the Teams call and it'll sit there and it'll it'll figure out who was making what points, what arguments were they making. It can take all that, it can summarize it, it can turn that into a PowerPoint, it can turn an Excel spreadsheet, it can pull out the key pieces, it can turn that into a quarterly report. This is just going to do such a tremendous amount of work in so
1: many different fields. Microsoft has said that this Product will work with other products, such as like a sentinel for tracking threats, and it can give you support for third-party tools. And some of the companies, a few of the the firewall companies, are out there saying, "Hey, wait a minute, we we want to know about this. If you're running the security behind our firewall." we want to know what's going on and, and microsoft is is being upfront and trying to be the good cybersecurity partner that we've talked in the past about the consortium between Apple and Google and Microsoft and a lot of Cisco and and a lot of Fortinet and the big cybersecurity players, they're not trying to exclude anybody here. They're trying to make this a much better, safer way to use the Internet.
0: If along the route, they make some people obsolete, well, you know, that's just kind of going to happen here.
1: Not that Microsoft would ever wipe out another company just out of spite or because they can, But if it happens, so be it. Not everyone is as excited about the GPT technology,
0: though. The country of Italy has full-on blocked ChatGPT because they claim that it unlawfully collected user data. So
1: Europe's GDPR is certainly nothing to be played around with. Over there on the European continent, they are very, very serious about your data privacy rights. And... ChatGPT can just go scrape all this information and compile all of this information. And Italy's saying, wait a minute, this goes against the rules as to what you can and cannot do. And so they've given the OpenAI group a 20-day window or face up to a $20 million fine or 4% of the company's annual revenue to respond.
0: Yeah. So this is such a fascinating argument because they're going after the training data. OpenAI has hinted and they've talked a little bit in big summaries about where did all of the information come from? Because what they did is they just fed it as much text as they can possibly find in order for it to learn how do people speak, how do people think, etc. And so what Italy is saying is, hey, in order for you to feed it that data, you had to get user data that they did not give you permission to access. And this is a fascinating argument. I, I don't know enough to evaluate whether or not this is going to hold up, but this is very much an open question across all of these AI models right now is how do you handle all of that training data? A lot of the people in the art community are very upset that's their artwork has been fed into these AI models that generate the pictures and generate the art. And they didn't give their consent to have their art be scraped in this way. And so if Italy really makes this argument and if other countries in the EU look at it and say, you know what, maybe they're onto something here. This could really alter the ways that artificial intelligence models operate and are trained in the future. This is
1: fascinating stuff. The second leg of that argument that Italy is upset about is the they're saying that OpenAI has neglected to add age verification systems for those between the ages of 13 to 18. And again, this is one of Europe's GDPR's really, really hot button issues. And so if that 15-year-old over there on the continent is jumping on chat GPT and, and doing things, they're building data off of that 15 year old without the permission because they're using chat GPT. That's a problem.
0: Oh, yes. They protect the rights of every individual, but especially people in the ages of 13 to 18 and anyone under the ages of 13, you are absolutely not allowed to collect any data on. And so that is very much something that's Whenever you have these huge technologies which are moving as fast as they are, one of the things that we've said is, man, this is really rapidly moving across society. Well, Europe has regulations in place. They have those guardrails in place. They do have the ability to say, let's slow down. Let's look at this. Let's really understand what's happening here because we took the time ahead of time to be prepared for this. We're going to make sure we understand what we're getting into before we really
1: let the horses out of the barn here. Because you have companies like Clearview AI that went out and scraped 30 billion images from Facebook, and they've made that available to the police all around the world.
0: Yeah, specifically here in the U.S., it's been accessed several million times by this database. We talked about Clearview AI a few years ago, but… This is part of that argument as well that banning TikTok alone is not the solution because whenever you have companies like Clearview AI who can sit there and scrape from other social media platforms that you did not give your consent to have this private company have access to your data and then now you're being placed into a perpetual police lineup, you probably don't want that. And so this is why we need general data protection rights here in the US, because it's not just about TikTok. If these people were serious, they would go after all use cases because it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, are all committing acts like this, which aren't quite illegal because we haven't protected the users here.
1: When you have an entity like the ACLU come out and ask, are these queries really being monitored and Who's actually getting this data? And is it actually the police that are using it? And how are the police interpreting this data? Again, the, the idea of your data privacy rights are important. And the fact that the U.S. is just so far behind on this is, is very troublesome.
0: Hopefully soon we'll be able to talk to some government officials about it. We're, it's in the works. We would like to hear their thoughts on that. So stay tuned in the coming weeks. We hope to get some answers to our questions here.
1: And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission. And that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Batteries, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT-managed services provider, delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120-plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast, which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.